0: You're listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, episode 136. Welcome to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, where we explore public health epidemiology careers and share tips and strategies to help you enter or transition into the field. And now, your host, Dr. Charlotte Hughes Huntley. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining me on this episode. I rearranged the calendar and wanted to insert this episode in because of the timely nature of just the crisis that we're dealing with right now. This is very difficult for all of us around the world, and I wanted to reach out to you with some tips, some sense of encouragement, some direction, and I thought about this quite a bit in terms of just what I would share. I mentioned my idea to a few colleagues and gathered some feedback and decided To share some of the tips that I'm going to be sharing in just a moment. But my hope is that it helps you as public health students and professionals to be able to put maybe a few things in perspective. Maybe there's one or two of these tips that you can take away that will help you as you work to help others in in this crisis. So let me jump into the tips that I'd like to share. Now, these tips are really thinking about the fact that the audience, you know, we are the public health community. So some of you are students, some of you are already professionals in the field. But my first tip is to help family and friends by directing them to proper sources. I think this is a great opportunity to teach them how to select the proper sources for data and information. For example, in the U.S., I recommend, and and I refer people to the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, and in some cases, the state public health website for their state. Now, if they're international colleagues from different countries, then I recommend WHO or country-specific ministries of health. Now, I remind them that local agencies are especially strained. And I really defer them kind of to refer them to the CDC instead, just typically because it's the best option. Some states, some local agencies or the state level public health websites are great options and have more granular information. But as a reference, I always send them to CDC first. And I caution them to be careful about News sources that they're listening to and obtaining their updates from, they get their information from, and to be sure that those sources are credible and that they align with the authorities you know, what the authorities are saying and reporting from the CDC and the other sources that I mentioned. Now, this removes you from being the go to authority, um, which is really exhausting right now because. We are, and especially if you're already in a role where you're actively trying to meet the needs and obligations of public health through your job responsibilities or through your business, and then having the added, you know, tapping on the shoulder, so to speak, of your community, your your family, your friends, your neighbors, you know, by having a consistent response ready and referring them back, it removes you from that factor. You don't have to be the go-to because they'll come to you for every single thing, and this also gets them aligned with the truth and what they should be following. It really teaches them how to select the proper source and use the proper sources because those resources, the CDC website in particular, because I've gone to it several times and I know that it is, it's a very valuable resource and it helps people who are really trying to, to decipher all the information and the noise and everyone else's interpretation. It's really written in a way that the non-scientific community can really understand. So That's my recommendation in that first tip. It also prevents arguments with the non scientific community. I mean, they, I've, I cannot tell you how many times people have been ready to argue with me about any and everything related to just the whole, the whole situation with COVID 19. So they are, they're scared and, you know, they really come across as being judgmental. But that's how I just keep reminding myself to kind of, to keep from feeling attacked. Um, and a lot of you know exactly what I'm talking about. So that is my first tip, to really make a practice of referring your friends and family to trusted sources, reliable sources, robust sources, and teaching them how to find that information, in fact, find, in fact, check for themselves, and to kind of remove yourself from that equation of the go-to authority within your family or community. They don't really need you to interpret for them You know, when it's available there, that's that's my highly recommended first tip. So, tip number two try your best to avoid arguing or getting really deeply involved in critical conversations that are emotionally charged and judgmental, just as I was describing try your best to avoid that. Remember, like I said, people are scared. Public health means and what that is. People are learning or getting that information really quick, but a lot of people still don't fully understand public health, much less epidemiology. And, And they're trying to give themselves this crash course and become instant experts in the field. And some people are calling themselves that, who really maybe three months ago did not fully understand public health. So you have to be kind of aware of that. And you have to realize that people are taking all of that in and they're ready to just be very critical of everything, every decision that's being made. And not that I'm saying, you know I don't have my own opinions, but I just think that right now while we're in the crisis, it's not the time to be super critical. So you can just kind of avoid arguing with people because this is just not the time for that. You know, they're having a hard time conceptualizing the outbreak and the response. Those people who really don't understand public health, you know, again, much less epidemiology, they're really having a hard time trying to conceptualize what's going on. Unfortunately, they also have fears uh, that are just being fueled by popular television shows and recent movies. I cannot tell you how many times I've heard analogies about COVID-19 and The Walking Dead. That's a running commentary in some of the conversations that, unfortunately, I try to avoid right now. So I just recommend, overall, trying your best to avoid arguing or getting into those you know deeply critical conversations that are really emotionally charged because it's not doing us any good right now. So here is my third tip. Remember to take care of yourselves. As public health professionals, we are hyper-focused on protecting the public and, of course, our families, but we can easily neglect ourselves. And this is a time that we need to remember that. Do not forget to take care of yourself. And I'm not just talking about following the precautions and physically taking care of yourself, but I'm talking about emotionally and mentally. You know, engage with your colleagues. This is a great time to network and meet new public health professionals because everyone's online right now. Engage with your colleagues, the people that you already know who are working in the field. Some of them may not have time to engage much, but they could really welcome a conversation that's not asking them questions and draining them dry, but give them an opportunity. Maybe you can be a good ear for one of your friends who are on the front line and really exhausted. You know, support each other and encourage each other. You know, there are a lot of your colleagues that maybe they are in a part of public health where it doesn't involve epidemiology and they may not directly be on the front line. They may be feeling a little displaced. Sometimes they can pick up the slack where, you know, anyone who has any inkling of understanding of epidemiology is being pulled into, you know, helping with the crisis situation. And some others who really don't have the strong epidemiology background are picking up the slack and doing things that, you know, they really are not necessarily comfortable doing or used to doing, but everyone's trying to help and it can be very draining. So just encourage, interact, you know, be an ear, listen without judgment and without draining them and just, you know, try to support and just keep the conversations, keep them uplifted when you can. And it's a good time to really uh, connect and bond with your community, your colleagues. And my fourth tip. So there are a number of temporary public health roles that are popping up, and there's an opportunity to help out where you can. And there's a great need for additional help within most of the public health agencies. And many have already started recruiting for these temporary positions. So I would not advise you to reach out directly to the agencies because they're already overburdened with the response efforts. But instead, regularly check their websites and look at the typical job websites for potential temporary job postings. And of course, if you see an opportunity that fits your expertise, then by all means, you know, reach out for that opportunity and and fill the gap and try to help out, you know, if that fits, if that aligns with you. Students in particular, I would recommend that you reach out to your university school of public health and see... What they've organized. Some schools of public health have organized, um, I won't say interventions, but initiatives to really help out and fill the gap in some of their local agencies. So reach out to your school of public health and see if they've organized anything and what sort of opportunities uh, exist for students who want to help if you want to get involved. I highly recommend that you check your LinkedIn profile. Now, you hear me talk about this all the time on the podcast. If you have not done so, this is absolutely the time to do it. I've been contacted by several organizations asking me about epidemiology consulting services. And when they reach out, they've already done their work. I've made it really easy for them to know what I do, how I can help, and the conversations are right to the point. So if you have not optimized your profile, now is the time. Do it quickly and make sure that it is thorough and it is optimized for public health. This is extremely important because when organizations are looking for help and they're searching, I mean, they go to LinkedIn to search for those certain skills and the experts in the field or certain criteria. They're on LinkedIn searching. And if you're not there, then you won't be found by the person who's conducting the search. You know, if you need help with this, then enroll in my program, Optimizing LinkedIn for Professional Networking and Public Health. You can find the link to this program either from the networking tab on the main menu of my website or from the resources tab on my website. But this is something that if you have a, especially if you're a consultant, if you have your degree, and you just don't have much experience, or you just maybe you do have experience, and maybe you are willing to you know step out and and help more. But if you're not on LinkedIn, you're not being found by a lot of opportunities, a lot of people that are searching right now looking for others who can help. And they know what their problems are. Sometimes they go to LinkedIn first to try to fill that need, and then they'll look to maybe posting. But if you wait to find a posting, then you're just a little bit behind and everyone else is kind of targeting those. But if you have a strong profile, then you can be among the first to be contacted and you have an opportunity to help. And it's usually really specific to something that you align with and that you're interested in because they're searching and finding you based on you know, that skill set of those criteria. So, I would definitely use this time to make the most of your LinkedIn profile. And my final tip is to remember this is a public health crisis, and we are public health professionals. We are the public health community. So, prepare yourself to step up and help out where you can. I have updated links to several resources that I offer on my website. You can visit my website and click on the resources tab from the main menu and you'll see a variety of options that are available. If you need help with epidemiology consulting support within your organization, then you can reach out to me from the contact tab on the main menu as well. This is just a time where I keep thinking of the phrase all hands on deck. We are in public health. We are prepared, whether you're a student or you're already in this field of various levels of expertise and experience, you have the ability to help in some capacity. So just be willing if you're willing. I'm not going to tell you you need to be willing, but if you're willing to help out, just be prepared for the opportunities to find you and to be looking for the opportunities that are available right now because there's a need for help. There's a need for assistance from public health communities. So just remember these tips as you move forward. Stay well, stay safe. And until next time, have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast at drchuntley.com.